0: Hello, and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. This is Dude, and I've got Andy, who's laughing at me. Hey there, buddy. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. That's
1: yeah, why I'm so excited.
0: so excited to be here. So, we're the Album Nerds. We have a website that you've probably never seen and probably never will. Uh, <laughs> and we have a podcast called the Album Nerds Podcast. Uh, today is August 25th. 2016, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about music, because we're nerds that are focusing our nerd tendencies on music. So we're going to talk about new releases, we're going to talk about some stuff we're listening to, some musical memories, little tales from our history with um, our love of music and our experiences, as well as just h- hitting up some things outside of music that we love and we call that Giving proper's or Giving Props. I say proppers because that's more old. You're so school. proper. Well, that's where it comes from. Giving props comes from proppers. I believe I read somewhere that Otis Redding was the first to write that. Really? Giving me propers is in uh R E S P E C T,
1: ah. which is best
0: known by Aretha Franklin.
1: So it's like giving you proper respect as well. Correct. Mm. So it's props.
0: But that was in the white nerds dictionary, so I'm not really sure <laughs> what, what the truth is.
1: Well, it makes some sense.
0: Okay, so why don't we uh, kick things off? I mean, uh, do you want to talk a
1: little bit about yourself, or do you figure no one cares? Oh, uh, you know, I hate talking about myself, but um, just to kind of distinguish us a little bit, I think... Uh, I'm Andy by the way, I'm the guy who listens to the crazy strange music that doesn't necessarily fall into the mainstream. And uh, the dude over there, he's uh he likes his rock and now he's kind of expanding into country and he has a great uh, knowledge of uh kind of what I would call classic rock. Seventies, eighties. As well as the nineties when he was a, a wee lad. R- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm definitely a rock and roll guy. Uh but I like my I like my R and B and Soul mm-hmm. and uh that kind of stuff, but it all is classic. Like I, I like Marvin Gaye and Lionel Richie and Commodores and stuff like that, uh not so much I don't even know who's current. I would have said
1: I was gonna say R. Kelly, but I think that's old too. <laughs> so I got to give some love to uh, you know like D'Angelo. There's an album I want to talk about yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, that kind of falls into that same that same uh, category too. But we'll get to that.
0: I saw a fella on Conan whose name I can't remember, but I got to look him up. He was a piano playing dreadlocked fella with no shirt on.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and he seemed like he'd be cool. I just I got to try and for maybe for next time we'll we'll figure out who the sweaty topless guy was i <laughs> was curious
1: soulful yeah i think there's a little bit of resurgence going on right now um yeah all right so i wanted to uh kind of this first segment here talk about some recent releases that have come out in you know, the last month or so um well, i'm still pretty excited about and still giving some some regular listening to is that new uh Dinosaur Junior record that came out I think at the beginning of August. Uh the title is uh Give a Glimpse of What You're Not. Man, I've been really enjoying this one quite a bit. Um did you did you get a chance to listen to this dude?
0: I didn't. I um meant to, but you know, I've been listening to Dinosaur Junior sporadically since probably nineteen ninety three. And it's one of those things where I listen to an album, I'm like, hey, yeah, that's cool. I like J Mascus. Uh-huh. And then I hear the next one. I'm like, eh, yeah, I mean that sounds kinda like the last one. And then five years go by and I hear another album. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. I like J Mascus. <laughs> so I I I just I think I listened to their the last one before this and liked it a lot and just this one is just it fell it fell off my radar even though it's sitting on a list of things we're going to talk about. I still didn't listen to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been going through kind of a renaissance the last, um, I don't know, five years or so with, uh, quite a few good releases in a row now. And this one definitely is towards the top of my list of at least their 2000, um, output. Um, it's, it's not super long. Um, it's 11 tracks. Um, you know, it sounds like dinosaur junior. It's Jay Maskus playing guitar for 40 minutes which is, in my opinion, a pretty awesome thing. Um, I mean, there are a few tracks from um, from Lou Barlow, um, who's been on and off in the bands, um, but he's been on these last few records. He plays bass, but he sings and wrote, wrote a few of these songs. So those definitely stand out um, as being a lot different than the rest of the album. Um, I don't know about Yeah, like I said, I've really been enjoying it. I would give it like a a solid B for sure. And it's, it's like funds like cool. summer rock and record. Um, yeah. And you can stream it for free on Bandcamp right now. Um, okay. So check it out. It's definitely worth, uh, worth the time. I can do that. Yeah, you should.
0: <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, there, uh, Jay Maskus is always worth giving a, sh- a shot. Uh, I have one of his solo records from maybe five, years ago that I bought on vinyl that I still listen to pretty regularly Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna talk about a recent new release by a young man named Riley Walker uh, born in 1989 and uh, (laughs) he's from Chicago he's uh, has a few albums out this is his third full length I believe it is entitled um, something
1: it's a hard title
0: (laughs) yeah it's Golden, wait, it's a Golden Sings uh-huh. that have been sung. Yeah, right. okay. Golden Sings that have been sung. I like yeah, the artwork on the album as well. It's pretty cool. So check that out online, all y'all. Uh, he sort of jazz, well, at least his last album, his last album with vocals, Primrose Green, that I loved last
1: mm-hmm. year. Yeah, me too. Really
0: good. 60s folk jazzy kinda singer songwriter thing with a lot of jazz guitar work and um it felt flower childy uh and even though he's a fellow from Chicago that was born in nineteen eighty nine. Um but this newest album, although it still feels like that to me slightly, like I still get the jazz and whatever, it definitely feels more current. Um uh, So the first thing that happened, not like current as in now, current as in 90s alternative. So one of the things that's happened to me in listening to this, and and, uh, there's some pretty strong tracks. The version I was listening to has a 41-minute live version (laughs) of of Sullen Mind, I think, which is really, really cool. Um, But that's not officially part of the album. Uh, Half Wind in Me is great. Funny thing, she said. I really like. I mean, I really like the whole album. It's pretty short; the songs aren't too long. Um, but after listening to it, I kept having Jeff Buckley songs stuck in my head. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, in particular, "Eternal Life" from Grace, which was his only real full-length album that he made from start to finish. And it just so I, I get, I'm getting a '90s Jeff Buckley feel from it but i can't put my finger on it
1: uh what did you think of this Hmm. yeah i could see why you would say that i've actually been maybe subconsciously listening to some jeff buckley kind of alongside uh exploring this record over the last couple of weeks that's funny yeah um yeah i could definitely see like this the singer-songwriter comparisons um i think riley spends a lot more time on uh Instrumentation than then some of the least Jeff Buckley stuff I listen to is usually pretty sparse. Um, yeah, is,
0: I, I just wanted to, this album is lyrically stronger than Primrose Green, definitely.
1: Yeah, more structured. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, that too. Um, yeah, I think you know, like you mentioned that that forty-one minute track at the end there, that combined with a couple other songs, like really had some like um, kind of like almost jam band qualities to them. I could have swore. One song sounds just like a fish song to me. Um, kind of how the the guitars come in. Um, so, but but yeah, it's another strong record. He's a really good musician. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope you get some more notoriety for this one because I think he's doing some some cool stuff.
0: Cool. What else you got with recent releases there, Andy?
1: Oh yeah. So this is um kind of a record that would fall into like that neo soul category. Um, it's by an artist. I believe she pronounces her name now. It's N A O. Okay.
0: That's what I was going to guess.
1: Yeah. Now. Now? Now? Something like that. Um, yeah, the name of the record is For All We Know. And she's like kind of a, a female like, R&B vocalist. Um, I first heard about her, she she's a disclosure track who is, is kind of like a and electronic um, dance group who put out a record earlier this year and she was featured on one track there. That was really good and kind of piqued my curiosity on who she was and then she dropped this full length which I think is pretty fantastic. It's um it's a lot of material. It's like 18 tracks. Um you know, it's about 53 minutes long, so it's a, it's a serious amount of of uh of content. Um, it's mostly her over some kind of R and B beats. Um, she has a really stellar voice. Um, I know she's gotten a lot of, of good press for this, for this record. Um, I don't know. There's, there's like comparisons to FK twigs who I know has has been popular the last few years. I'm not sure if I really see the similarities on that. She's a female kind of in this kind of new R and B, uh, soul genre that's kind of taken shape over the last few years um yeah i don't know i've been really really enjoying it. i've been listening to it pretty pretty heavily for the last month or so um did you get a chance to hear this one dude
0: i did not um i didn't even
1: see it on the list um yeah well <laughs> it might be something to listen to she's uh she's got kind of a unique take a uh, unique take on the uh, R and B soul sound. So. I didn't do my
0: homework, <laughs> even though it's been like three weeks since we've done this. I did not do my homework. It's
1: okay. It's okay.
0: So um, yeah, I'm gonna take your word for it, and I'll check it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is one's freely available anywhere, but it's definitely up on Spotify, and I imagine it's up on other streaming services as well. All right, cool, cool, cool. Moving
0: on, I see that you wanted to talk a little bit about candidates for album of the year is that
1: yeah i was thinking it'd be cool if we had like kind of like an ongoing segment that was just about like what's your favorite record of the year right now and maybe that will change as we go on but kind of just keep like a tally going Mm -hmm. um okay well what do you got so I'm, i'm still i'm hanging hanging tough with uh the david billy record back from january
0: that it was January? Because I thought,
1: come on, that can't be January. That's cheating. Yeah. No, that was uh, like one of the first, I think it was like the third week of January. Okay. When he uh, put that out and then passed away the next, uh, what, three days later. Um, that was such a cool, it's such a cool record, not to yeah. downplay the record at all. It's an amazing record. Um, but the way he did that, kind of put it out, knowing he was going to die soon, and then kind of hanging out until it came out. It was, it was just a kind of a, you know, stuff of, of legend in my opinion. Very it's cool. my favorite thing he's done since the eighties. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely agree with you, man. Yeah. So what's, uh, what be your number one for this year?
0: Well, you know, it's not very, uh, imaginative, but it's gotta be the new Fergie song, <laughs> uh, no money, no yeah. <laughs> uh, No, I. It's hard. It's difficult for me. I mean, it, it feels like this Riley Walker album could be in that. Oh, already. Realm. Yeah. But I've only tasted it. You know, I haven't really soaked in its ew, juices. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't listened to it enough. But it seems like it's very. There's more to it than I've heard yet. I, I think it, yeah. it needs a headphone listen. Sure. Um, but I guess I'm going to say the Quaker City Nighthawks. Oh, uh, yeah. El Estranata. Uh, is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Um, right now, at this point, I want to say Hollow Bones by Rival Sons, but that's fanboyism. That's, oh, I love that band. Totally. I love that band and everything they do. So I, I I don't think it's going to be my favorite album of the year, but it will be because I love them, not because I love the album. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what else have you been listening to?
1: Um. Yeah. Just uh, kind of some older stuff and a couple new things I wanted to mention just quickly. That
0: oh yeah, recent you know what's I'm looking at the wrong thing here.
1: Oh, no, you're good, man. Just uh, like what's happening, right? Yep, yep. So what we're going to talk about
0: now is things that we're listening to, and, and some of it's going to be, at least for Andy, it's going to be recent, more recent releases. Uh, yeah. Typically for me, it's a mixture of things from the last year or two, but a lot of times it's stuff way back 70s, 80s, because uh, I have a pretty big collection. I just listen to all sorts of stuff as long as it falls within my <laughs> my categories of <laughs> good stuff
1: right um yeah there were a couple rock records that came out in august that i just wanted to touch on quickly because they're kind of a rarity nowadays um but jeff the brotherhood who i'm still hanging on um hope with is gonna be a, a good rock band they put out a new record it's kind of um i don't know if you could say back to their roots already but it's uh, much shorter songs than the last track. It's pretty. It's pretty hard hitting. Um, it's a good. It's a good rock record. I've been. I've been enjoying it. Did you hear that one at all? No, you, I liked it better dance. than the
0: than what anything they've done. Okay, cool. Nice. So it's so far it's my favorite of theirs. Cool. Uh, I've only listened to it two or three times though.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just came out. So I'm maybe I still ago. have a little
0: hope. Maybe I still have a little hope.
1: <laughs> good. Let's not give up on them because. It's not too many other choices. Um, but yeah, one other group that I've been kind of getting into lately is I guess you would call it a rock group that they kind of have a, a punk tinge to them as well. They're uh, called a band, the band's called Pile. And they put out a full length in 2015 that I really enjoyed called You're Better Than This. But they just put out like a really small a really short two song EP. That is called Special Snowflakes slash Mama's Lipstick. And man, I think this is so so good. Um especially the first track, Special Snowflakes. It's it's got such an edge to it and the lyrics are kinda gritty and in your face and uh man, yeah, it's a thirteen minute little EP. Definitely worth listening to if you uh if you enjoy rock music.
0: I will check it out.
1: Yeah, check out Pile in general. They're they're a cool band. Um, yeah, and I just I wanted to touch on um, something from my electronic music days in the early two thousands that I kind of recently rediscovered, and that is um, this uh, Northern Exposure series that uh, two DJs from England put out in the early two thousands. It's a, I think it's like a six or seven disc set. Um, kind of a very, um, I guess I would say environmentally focused electronic music. Um, man, I just re-listen, re to it. Like I said, um, after probably about ten years of hearing, not hearing it, it sounded so, so good. Uh, brought back some good memories from that time, and really, uh, really enjoyed those those records, and I would definitely recommend them if you. Uh, missed out on the early two thousands electronic music. It was a it was a good time, and um, that's a good. Wouldn't place say to start. I missed it. <laughs> you missed out on it, <laughs> <laughs> some people would kind of hold that as like the glory days of electronic music. I would be among them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got, man. What do you what do you been listening to, man? All right, well, you're gonna
0: love this. I'm still listening to Ryan Adams' self titled. <laughs>
1: Gosh. How many years has that been?
0: I think, what, was it 2014 that it came out? I love that record. Uh, I can't say that I, record. I just do. I listen, I still listen to it pretty regularly. Wrecking and ball, wrecking ball, wrecking ball.
1: Yeah, it's
0: good. What, what, are you singing uh, Miley Cyrus over here? <laughs> it's different. It's a better wrecking ball. <laughs> Slightly. Hey, you're my wrecking ball. All right, anyway. I still love that album, and I had a little adventure with oh. that album. Now, you know I have a Riga turntable that I probably overpaid for about five years ago. And so I'm listening to my Ryan Adams, and uh, I was working, and I missed half the songs because I was on the phone, so yeah. I went to start the start the record over, and, and it, the platter just slows way down. Oh, no. So I'm trying to figure this out. And it turns out that the, um, so it was the, like, pulley on the actual post that comes out of the motor. Yeah, yeah. It's plastic. And it was, it, they. it's not, like, screwed on or anything. It's glued on. And the glue I'll
1: apparently gave after out. a few years. Oh, that's pretty cheap for a nice turntable. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I was a little disappointed. And I didn't. I you know I bought a new belt first, and of course that's like sixty dollars in the garbage because that didn't work. And uh, right. so so Ryan Adams, maybe I'll change my tune <laughs> on Ryan Adams because he sound was so on when like my turntable RP. busted. <laughs> Actually, it's very soulful. It's like Barry Williams. It's... <laughs> yeah, but eventually the turntable just wouldn't go with any weight on it. Like the sub platter would go, but if you put the big platter on it, it would slow way down and then eventually stop. And I didn't want to burn out the motor, so I stopped goofing around with it. Um,
1: so, were you able to reattach it or what happened?
0: Yeah, that's a story for another time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I also have been listening to Chris Stapleton, um, Traveler, still. Uh, I know that. I'm not alone in that. At first, I thought I was super cool for liking it, because I thought no one had heard of it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I remember talking about it to you, and a bunch of people were like, oh, this is the best, I love it. It's like outlaw country, and this guy can really sing, and he's got like a rock and roll growl. And and then the next day I'm watching the news, it's like, Chris Stapleton wins a (laughs) 1,000 Grammys, and everyone that likes him is a total nerd sellout. And I'm like, oh, well... (laughs) That makes it a little less fun to recommend, but I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully him putting on a new record, and part of the reason I love him is his producer is the same guy that produces The Rival Sons, Oh, uh, I didn't realize that. That's cool. That's why I listened to him in the first place, because uh, Dave Cobb, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. I was reading about him, and it said that he had uh, produced this album by Chris Stapleton. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll check that out. So, anyway. It's a good uh, record, for sure. And then yeah
1: you like that one? Oh yeah definitely definitely it has a very epic feel to it which i don't often see in country so that's
0: and it's stripped down it's guitar with a little you know there's strings and stuff here and there but it's not the. i don't know it just feels like a dude in a cowboy hat with long hair and a beard singing songs about his real life even though he's been writing songs for other people for years uh So then, lastly, I've been listening to an album that was released in 1989, the year that Riley Walker was born, uh, Mm -hmm. called Up To Here. It's the debut album from the Tragically Hip uh, Canadian rock band. And, you know, I saw them live back in the 90s. A friend of mine was a huge fan, and they were good, but I never really got into them. They kind of... I don't know. It was, I always called them the Canadian REM, which reminds me I need to listen to some REM. But the other day I was reading an article, and uh, the lead singer of The Tragically Hip, they just went on their final tour. Uh, he was diagnosed with uh, terminal brain cancer. Oh my gosh. No way. And so he's not going to live much longer. Uh, they just went on a big tour, and they had this huge show. Um, And it was broadcast on the, this was just on August 20th. It was broadcast nationwide in Canada on the CBC. I Mm. mean, they love them. They're like superstars there. Anytime I've driven through Canada on the rock radio, you always hear the hip always. Yeah. So, you know, I went back and not all their albums are available, at least on the streaming service that I use. So I did, I listened to their debut a bunch of times and it's really cool. It's a good rock record. It was a huge hit in Canada. Uh, it feels a little 80s, but not too dated. Uh, late 80s alternative rock um, doesn't feel too dated, and it's a fun listen. These guys are very talented. They've been around forever, and I think it's just cool to give people um, sort of their props and, and respect, especially in cases like this where this guy's a national treasure up north and... Um, even the uh Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister, was at this concert. <laughs> okay. It was like I think it lasted like three hours or something and they played mm. tons and tons of songs.
1: Man, that's really too bad to hear that. I, they have such an impressive catalogue. I'm always I didn't I haven't heard this record before, but um I'm definitely a big fan you'll, of like You'll her.
0: recognize songs off of it. You that's definitely okay. will recognize songs off of it. Um Also, just to mention, they do. They just released an album, I think, in this month or late July. Oh, really? And uh, I did listen to it. I think it's called Man Machine Poem. And I want to. I think we should talk about that uh, new for new releases next time around, and we should dig into it and see 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 what what they're talking about.
1: Okay. Yeah, totally missed that. Cool. So that's what I've been listening to. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's move on to some uh, some upcoming releases over the next uh, few weeks here. Britney Spears. She she does have a record coming out. Very good. Very good. She also appears to have had some plastic surgery. The poor thing. She's not even that old. Yeah, I've noticed how the photography of her has really changed over the years. It's all like blown out and uh, like super airbrushed nowadays. (laughs) But she still looks good. Anyway. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, the 26th of August, there's a new De La Soul record coming out. I'm down for that. Me too, Lawson De La. The title is, And the Anonymous Nobody. Looking forward to that. Um, The week after, there's a highly anticipated um, follow-up for Angel Olsen, um, singer-songwriter, kind of uh, folk artist there. The title of that is, My Woman. And then on the ninth of September there's a bunch of records coming out. Uh there's a new MIA record. Is, t- is that
0: a rap uh lady?
1: Yeah, she's kind of a controversial hip hop artist. Um was she,
0: she the Super Bowl flip off person?
1: Uh, like, could does. be. Okay. Sounds like something she would do. She <laughs> raps a lot about like the Middle East and um women and you know, equal rights, stuff like that.
0: I think she was at Madonna's Halftime Show a few years back.
1: Okay, okay. Um, yeah, she has a new record coming out called uh, A.I.M. Um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds also have a record coming out on the 9th of September called Skeleton Tree. And there's a new Wilco called Schmilco. Great freaking title, right? Yes.
0: <laughs> I-, I was so unenthused by the last album.
1: Yes, uh, love the last record.
0: I was unenthused by it. it didn't do anything for oh, you me. I didn't like it. Which, really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I love Wilco. I don't know. I listened to it, and then I just didn't. I
1: wow. don't know what happened.
0: I don't know what happened. It just, like, I, I listened to it twice, and then I just never came back to it. So maybe I should, I mean, it's Wilco, for God's sake. I should give it another chance. But yeah.
1: Schmelko is a great title. Schmelko's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I really love the last record, and I'm super excited to, to hear this new one. So, yeah, that's the next uh, next few weeks on uh, new music there.
0: Very cool. Now, this is one of my favorite parts when we tell little stories, little tales, sometimes uh, embarrassing from our lives about music. <laughs> uh, concerts we went to, people we met, whatever. I would like to talk about something I like to call two boom boxes and a microphone. Picture, if you will, a version of me with hair. <laughs> clean-shaven because I couldn't grow a beard in 1988. Wow. Society stretch. But go <laughs> I, so at the time, I was pretty much a fan of every type of music. Uh, the things I shied away from most were probably super heavy metal and country music. Uh, but I liked pop. I liked hip-hop. I liked hard rock stuff, but I didn't like, you know, like speed metal and stuff was a little too much for me. I liked the Anthrax song here and there, but... Okay. Um, so I was really I had been a break dancer previously
1: in the <laughs> mid '80s. Wow, already way beyond me.
0: <laughs> I know, and so I was a hip hop fan at the time, and and the stuff I liked tended to be more like Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel, and um, even I even liked stuff like the Fat Boys and stuff. <laughs> so I had two boom boxes, and a I had taken so that I could make a mic that I could hold on to and sing into and rap into, unfortunately. I <laughs> I broke open one of the boom boxes. I had a dual deck and a regular. And the dual deck one, I um, cracked it open and pulled the condenser mic out of it, rewired oh it with long wire, and then wrapped the mic in electrical tape so that I could hold on to I would hang it from the ceiling.
1: <laughs> wow, <that's> so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hang it from the ceiling. Dude, I was... I was living in a like suburban split level home at the time yeah. <laughs> uh with Janet jackson posters so i oh, wow. I had hang this thing from the ceiling and I would beatbox and then record that and then play that back uh-huh and then rap over it whoa and then. I, the only line I remember from any of my raps, and thank God these cassettes are all destroyed, was oh, no. "Grandmaster Flash is the smoothest of all." <laughs> <laughs> so, but I would record it, and then I would over, then I would play that back, and then it would be like with Grandmaster Flash is the smoothest of, I would do like the Beastie Boys thing, where it'd be like me going oh, with two voices. Nice. <laughs> so that's like it th- down
1: on every every. Take there, that's pretty sweet, man.
0: Yeah, well, it will take me hours, and it was awful. It was just oh my, my god, boxing in my you know
1: squeaky, not changed voice. Wow, it's too bad those were destroyed, man. That, that would was be like amazing to hear.
0: Fourteen or fifteen, so there was a lot of cracks and stuff, but it was the one time <laughs> was all about Grandmaster Flash. So that's two boom wow, boxes no. and a microphone.
1: That's amazing, dude. And
0: here I am with two with a laptop. A tablet and a microphone.
1: Yeah, all right. <laughs> Listen to country music, how things have changed.
0: That's right, y'all. <laughs>
1: now I'm L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> yeah. Word. Um, so my memory that I've kind of been, uh, it's kind of moved into my present tense here is um, my grandfather's old... Uh, stereo console that was in his living room when I was growing up, um, visiting them at their house. And this thing is, it's solid wood. It's, um, you know, it's like the size of a small dining room table and in the lid lifts up, um, and inside is, is a console that has a turntable as well as an AM-FM stereo and a receiver for a couple different inputs, none of which are really use today. Um, but built into the left and right-hand side of the console is these two enormous speakers um, that I think my uncle's totally destroyed over the course of the 70s because um, they hardly work at all anymore. But my, uh, my project for this upcoming winter is going to be to... Uh, Kind of refurbish it and uh put some uh some old vintage um amplifier and a table and hopefully some some cool speakers kind of back into this thing and breathe life back into it' Cause it's a it's a beautiful piece man. I think I think I showed you a picture of it at one point yeah, um, I'd like
0: to I'd like to see that again and don't forget there's that uh stereo fella
1: in yeah yeah nearby that can help you out. Yeah, yeah, I am definitely be paying him a visit and hoping for some recommendations because there is a lot of uh, scary-looking electronic components in it right now. Are
0: there tubes in there?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. There is uh, a few awesome. in the back. Uh, tube tube receivers sound great if you can get them running. Yeah, that's the way to go. I think I to have to replace the one that it's in there now, though, because it's it's not in very good shape. But uh yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I got it in the living room right now and kind of have everything stacked on top of it. right. So I'm looking forward to putting it inside soon. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Time for some uh, some props or proppers? Yeah, let's throw some props out. Uh,
0: yeah. my props. Fantasy football. Woo! Is that time of her? Yeah. I love it. I just want to give it its recognition. I've been studying for months. (laughs) I had a draft in my League of Record that Andy is also in, and I'm very happy with the results, which usually I'm very unhappy with the draft results. However, I am the champion from last year. so Last year's champion. Yeah, well, this year's champion. You're, You're a paper champion, if anything. That's right. That's right. Number one draft. Just, uh, just saying. <laughs> Paper champion. Yeah, Yahoo said it's number one. That doesn't mean Jack Diddley. Well, uh, it, but... So this year I'm trying four leagues. I did an auction draft in a league, which I've never tried before. That yeah. is about 1,000 hours and not oh worth it. Gosh. But um, <laughs> It was like three hours. And, okay. and it's, interesting. it's interesting. My team is certainly different than it would be if I was in a, re- in a regular snake draft. Uh, I'm doing a dynasty League, uh, twelve-team league. Cool. This year, I've never tried that. Um, and then I did an auto draft over at NFL.com just to see what I'd get. And my team is crap. Oh. <laughs> so now I'm gonna see what I can do with that and see if I can. Well, most of the time on these public leagues, people just fade off by midseason anyway. So that's true. If you stick with it; you probably win. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to me last year in a public one. <laughs> I was in. Uh, also, I'd like to give. Some props, and this actually comes back around to my tale of woe with the turntable. Uh, Loctite. Yes. Fun tack. Okay, this is the little globby blue stuff that you used to put posters on the wall, right? Okay. So I got some the other day because I had an old Star Trek poster I bought like 20 or 30 years ago, and I wanted something for the back of my door. And I found it in my pile of posters, and I put it up. I, the reason I bought it is because it says Capitan Kirk E. Sr. Spock on the bottom. So anyway, I put the poster up, my turntable bus. I'm like, how am I going to get glue in there? I don't want to put hot glue in there and get it in the motor. I don't want to no. take this to a stereo store. So I took a little fun tech, made a tiny little ball, rolled it up, put it into the pulley hole, put that down on, and it's been holding. I've been listening to records. So wow. um, I'll keep you <laughs> apprised <laughs> of, the pro- of the progress there. But so far, so good. Fun tech to the rescue, man. That's right. Fun tech to the rescue. Thank you, Loctite. I didn't even know... Is that
1: still... They still make
0: that? I just bu- bought it.
1: You bought it? Oh, okay. I just I bought you, the stuff the other day. Oh, wow. I just remember it, like, pulling off all the paint off my walls whenever I would go to move out of an apartment. <laughs> I'd be like, fucking
0: fun tech. Wow.
1: So this show isn't a fucking... No, show I... After not I could be a sponsor, but nah, probably neither of <laughs> um, Let's see. Yeah... Did want to give a, a shout out to uh, a nice, cool documentary I watched uh, recently about the uh, hip hop production crew, the uh, Art of Organized Noise, who kind of made their um, made their name in the like the early two thousands in the Atlanta hip hop scene with uh, you know groups like Outcast. They were heavily involved with the startup of them. Um,
0: Sorry, Miss Jackson.
1: Yeah, good stuff from the early two thousands. There's a great documentary all about them and how they kind of got their start and what they're doing today. It's up on Netflix. I would highly recommend it. It was, uh, I mean, I I knew of them, but I wasn't like a huge fan. But now I kind of have a a lot more respect for them, and uh, definitely uh, curious about the next things they're doing. Thanks to that documentary.
0: Cool. Yeah, documentaries like that are fun yeah All right, man well I guess that's a wrap on well I am a experienced boombox rapper so (laughs) so smooth Uh, so thank you for joining us on the album nerds podcast subscribe or whatever if that's even possible let us know what you think let us know if we talk too much what you'd like to hear about if you have some stuff you'd like for us to listen to and talk about if you have some props for some products or services out there that you think uh, we should check out, and uh, why don't you go to com and see what we're up to. Maybe we'll even, if a couple people write to us, maybe we'll be driven to start making
1: some playlists out of the music we
0: talk about. What do you think about that, Andy?
1: I think that is a fantastic idea, and we should do it either way. Oh. Well, now that means we have to do it. I was trying to incent myself on making people listen to this
0: thing. All right, that's it. We're done. We'll catch you next time on the Album Nerds Podcast. Peace.
1: See ya.